Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Network presented by betonline.ag. Once again, I'm Matt Perkins here with a draft day special. With uh, we've had your partner on the show before, we've had Matt Sims on a couple times, but we are super pumped to have Joe DeLeon on today to do a little talk some draft because you are the draft expert, Joe. Thanks for uh, hopping on. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. And it's it's like every single year, man, Wisconsin has so many good defensive players, and there's just always a couple guys that we can talk about, and we're going to do that, and then also. I, I coincidentally, they just also happen to have a really good offensive lineman. It just every year you can count on that from Wisconsin. And I'm excited to talk about those guys uh, with you on the show today. Yeah. Only thing we're missing this year is a running back, but they'll have Braylon Allen and Ches Malusi probably next year. Soon. So uh, this time next year, we'll definitely be talking about those guys in between <laughs> though. You guys got to remember that we are presented by BetOnline.ag, where they continue to be your number one source for all of your online sports wagering needs. You name it. They've got it over there at BetOnline dot ag nba playoffs nhl playoffs mlb joe you're a phillies fan i'm a braves fan how are you feeling though about the phillies this year oh man it's a little bit of a slow start but like the way that i always look at is the phillies always start slow now it just depends on if they finish slow but we we had a really rough beginning of last year we made it all the way to the world series so i'm i'm optimistic as soon as bryce harper gets fully back i think that uh, things can turn around and we can be on a more consistent strike. It's so early. It almost doesn't so matter early. what happens right now because it's it's just so early. Well, there's one thing we can agree on, and that's we love to see the Mets fail. So uh, no matter who <laughs> your baseball team is, hockey team, football team, exactly. it doesn't matter. Uh, you can check them out over at, over there at betonline.ag. Head on over to the website. Use your mobile device to sign up today. Use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline where the game starts. Joe, we're going to start where we picked up, where we left off yesterday, I should say, with the Herbig brothers. Nick Herbig, a huge fan of his. Bernie and I are both huge fans of his, Mm. both on and off the field. Just a great, great person. Um, But let's talk on the field with Nick. One of the interesting things that he said to us when we talked to him was that about half the teams that he's visited with have liked him as sort of an off-ball, traditional off-ball linebacker, and about half the teams like him as more of an edge. Where do you see him projecting at the next level best? I think considering the fact that, and it just it seems so cliche that the these edge rushers from Wisconsin are these stand-up guys that are undersized, and it just gets it gets hard to truly project someone like Herbig. But what you do get with him, he's a really good athlete. I think he's got some strong technique for the position where we do get those concerns of if he can be a full-time edge is the size. And I think because of those size limitations, I'm a little bit more comfortable of him playing that Sam role. The only thing that comes into the equation here with, with Herbig is that Sam's are not as frequently used in the NFL today as they were even just 10 years ago. And I, I think for the right defense, the right situation, he could be a nice rotational player. I wouldn't consider him to be an every down player because of that, that transition away from using Sam's, but there's certainly a role for anyone who is a strong athlete, a guy with a high motor, good technique. The one thing, the big question mark is if he does play that, that full-time off ball linebacker role, 
how is he going to play at that position? It's a pretty big transition to move from playing edge to off ball. So it's, can he make that transition effectively? Can he get comfortable? It might take him a season or two until he is fully comfortable. But I think that Herbig is just, you, you can only draft or you can't draft enough good football players. And he, he certainly fits that category. Yeah. I think two things from the interview that really stood out to me um, was that one and two that he has been spending a lot of time working on his bull rush, because if you can't bull rush, it's, you know, you're losing half of your potential mm-hmm. pass moves. Right. And so, cause he knows, you know, he's undersized, but moving, you know, speed to power is something he's, he said he's been working on a lot and, you know, he works out with his brother, Nate, who works, who's on the Steelers and a bunch of former Philadelphia Eagles. So I think he's, uh, he's had some good experience. His partner though, on the defense, Keanu Benton, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be the first Badger drafted. Um, we've seen some mocks him early in the second round. Uh, Benton, former wrestler, really, really explosive athlete was asked to do a lot against the run. And I think he's actually got more, pass rush moves in his bag than he was really allowed to use in Jim Leonard's three, four. How do you see him? What do you like about him? Where do you think he needs to improve on? Yeah. I think that with a guy like Keanu Benton, he was, I I almost want to say he was pigeonholed in his role in Jim Leonard's defense, which is kind of strange to say because Jim Leonard is such a creative defensive coordinator and that you'd think he'd try to set off a guy like Keanu Benton, but with his power profile and how wide he is, how strong, explosive he is. It makes sense why the thought was, hey, let's put this kid at nose. We'll play a true zero. He'll beat up on guys. We'll move him around a little bit. I think that one thing we learned from the way that he played at the Senior Bowl, and and he came on on the first team, and we asked him about this. He thought that him getting to play at different spots really helped his draft stock, and he thinks that he can play a one or a three technique based on what he was able to show at the Senior Bowl. The guy's got some pass rush upside. The guy's got a lot of juice. I think that not enough people uh, truly want to acknowledge that he's more than a nose. I th- oh, yeah. There's a lot of people who have, have him graded as just a nose, and I think that you got to look past the you know what's in front of us, the results that we have in front of us. There's projectability because of that explosiveness, because of that bend. The one thing I think with Benton, and I still believe, as you said, early second round pick, I think that's very realistic. I would even argue there's a possibility maybe late first round, depending on who's picking. The Steelers have been tied to him quite frequently Mm -hmm. as of late. The one thing for me that needs to improve is just a more snap-to-snap consistency. He's a guy who, and I I don't know if it's a stamina thing or just him, I don't want to say getting bored. He doesn't seem like the type of a guy, but there's some snaps where it feels like he's taken off a little bit, where he'll dominate a guy a couple plays in a row, and then he'll get completely driven off the ball and he looks out of breath and he he looks like he's trying to regain his composure. I think that he needs to get into better shape, frankly, to be a three-down lineman in the NFL. And he has every capability to, to do that. It's just going to take him a little bit of time to get fully acclimated to that speed of playing in the NFL on every single down. Yeah, I actually think his biggest upside is as a three technique um, at the next level because of the athleticism in the first step that he has mm-hmm. right he's not he's not a wide body in the way like a vita ve i mean no one's vita ve let's face it but you know <laughs> even like a was it aline mcneil a couple of years ago from nc state something yeah. like that someone like those true zeros he's not that that's not what he's done he's not a he's not a traditional run stuffer like that even though he was forced into that and yeah. i think part of the reason that i mean this is just me being a badger probably homer but part of the reason that he he was asked to do so much on the interior defensive line effect, effectively taking care of the guard both guards and the tackle and the center i should say by himself mm-hmm. on a lot of plays to get those linebackers free get nick herbig free right to make plays 
Um, so, you know, that's asking a lot of a guy when they didn't, they had no depth at nose last year, like zero depth at nose. Yeah. And so. it's, it, it makes sense again, why they asked him to do it. Cause he's yeah. the biggest, strongest guy on the defensive line. And a lot <laughs> of times college defensive coordinators are put in that position and look, he did a really good job of it. He was hurt for part of last year. He's not fully, totally available. And again, for him to, to succeed the way that he did and to produce the way that he did, specific to that zero technique nose roll for most of his snaps, I, I think is a testament to his upside that he's got a lot more in him. And I think a more exper uh, experimental defensive coordinator that wants to test things out, see what they can do with a player like that. I, I think that the upside is tremendous. I'm hoping that he isn't just pigeonholed as like a Damon Harrison type. I think mm -hmm. he's got a lot more under, uh, you know, under his belt and, and capability for what he can do in the NFL. I actually think he's a really interesting fit in Cincinnati. Um, if you're looking late first, I think he yeah. he's someone that I could see fitting there really well. Um, as much as I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, I don't think he fits there quite as well. So, um, but we will move uh, move to the offensive side of the ball. To let's face it, it's, it's Wisconsin. It's offensive lineman. It's Joe Tipman this year, um, the two years or three year starter, I should say, at center. Um, who uh, big for a center, big kid for a center, but. His the ace up his sleeve is he moves incredibly well for his size, uh, and you know he's probably you know he's he's probably a day two pick. Um, mm -hmm. at this point, you know, depending on your board, he's anywhere between center one and center three. It seems. Uh, your thoughts on Tip and where do you see him going? Yeah, I'm really high on Joe Tipman as I am. It seems like with all these Wisconsin guys, but the, the thing with Tipman, you met you mentioned the size, really big frame for a center, which is a little bit odd. But the way that he moves for this size profile, it's it's quite frightening. You know, it's it's kind of scary watching this guy get in space and work to the second level. I think his power and his flexibility is phenomenal. The big thing, too, is like he's not an older prospect like Ricky Stromberg and John Michael Schmitz. This is a younger guy, and I have him ranked as my second center in this class for that reason. I think that as the center position is not devalued, but not as high priority in the draft for some reason, early second round, I think makes a lot of sense, especially with all of those teams as they come back around that we're picking early in the first round that probably some are going to be going after quarterbacks are going to say, okay, maybe we can pair them with a young center as well. But Tipman, man, I think that if he can clean up a little bit of his technique and his angles, the dude can be so good. I I'm, I don't think it's a one-to-one -one comp, but the way that Frank Ragnow was drafted as mm. early as he was as a bigger center out of Arkansas, I don't see why Joe Tittman can't be that early on in his NFL career. He's got a lot of that in him. And the one thing, too, for any offensive lineman, when you're that big and you have that frame, that length for the center position, which is very rare, that shows to me a lot of teams are going to say, I want to draft this kid, and, and if we need him to play center or guard, we know that he has the positional versatility to do so, and we can move him around. I would throw out there just off the top of my head, like the Philadelphia Eagles are a really good team to pay attention to in the top of the second round, that they kind of have a reshuffling along their offensive line to figure out. Because, like, what's the long-term play with, with Jason Kelsey? And then you have... Uh, Dickerson there as well and they're trying to replace one of their other guards there's a lot of spots that need to be reshuffled so you take a guy like Tipman, you can put him at guard to figure things out and then eventually when Kelsey retires you bump him inside to center there's just a lot of options that you have with a guy like Joe Tipman because of the size and then the athleticism that he brings to the position yeah I think that 
it's he's a bit of a different profile than most Badger offensive linemen, right? You think of most Badger offensive linemen, road graders, maybe not the most fleet of foot. He, he's not that. He's that. He's very different than Tyler Biotish, who came out as the last, yeah. you know, big center out of out of Wisconsin. Biotish, great player in his own right, just very, very different style player. Biotish, like he's a little Badger, like he is short, he is stout, he is like unmovable. But Titman moves really well for his size. I'm a for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Believe in Badgers is excited to be brought to you by Infinigods. Infinigods is a gaming studio with a suite of free, fun-to-play games centered around ancient mythologies and civilizations. Visit Infinigods.com to play their first game, Infinimerge, and learn about their upcoming tower defense game. Play for fun or play to compete and take your shot at winning digital collectibles. That's Infinigods at Infinigods.com, unleashing the power of blockchain games. Do you think that there are any other guys eligible from the Badgers that could be either priority free agents, super late round guys. I think personally, the uh, I talked to Tyler Beach a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. And I think he's an interesting guy. He was completely miscast as the left tackle mm. in the 2021 season. Went inside to guard 2022, came back for a six year. I think improved uh, a lot. And I think that's where his natural home is. I could see him being someone to get a flyer on a late round guy because he has, he's big, he's got the frame and he's tough. And he, I know he had a very, very good pro day at Wisconsin. So he's one guy I would want to keep an eye on anyone else uh, draft eligible that you think people should keep an eye on. I, I think that beach is the biggest one to, to pay attention to. And one thing I know that I was joking a little bit at the beginning, how it's like, Oh, ha ha. There's another top Wisconsin center. The other thing too, you get with these Wisconsin offensive linemen is that they've, just been so well coached and I think that for teams that are looking for that depth a guy like him fits that perfectly you want guys coming from the Big Ten that are mean that are tough that you know maybe they do have a little bit of an injury history but because they've been around the block and they've got good technique and they're smart again they're well coached that's what you want in a backup offensive lineman that's mm -hmm. exactly what you want I think for me he's probably the next best one to talk about this this Wisconsin class it doesn't seem like they've put out they're putting out as many guys as we're used to. You know, it mm -hmm. seems like every year there's always like a couple linebackers and a couple offensive linemen. And then to your point, there's always like one running back that's also in the mix. This class just feels a lot smaller, mm -hmm. but I think the quality of, of the talent is a lot greater at the top than we've seen uh, maybe in the past few years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be three guys drafted. I think you're right. I you know I think Beecher is someone to keep an eye out late sixth seventh round. I could definitely see a team. Just liking him, wanting to bring him, bring him in the locker room. He's a good presence, you know, just yeah. a good, and a lot of versatility. He played both guard and both tackle positions while he was at Wisconsin. So um, he's a guy that I'm going to be keeping an eye out for. Let's talk big picture draft. Well, I've got you for a couple more minutes. What are you most excited about to see in this draft? What's the biggest question that you still want to see answered? Man, I just want to know what the heck happens with these quarterbacks. And it feels redundant at a certain point talking about quarterbacks as much as I do. And like every radio spot that I've gone in has asked about the quarterbacks and it, it almost is like, okay, why aren't we talking about these other positions? They're, they're just as important. But at the same time, 
this year is it's crazy. Like it's it's almost as crazy as that 2017 draft that had Baker and Sam Darnold and Josh Allen. And I I, I see a lot of similarities in the sense that you know we we've got the the small guy at the top who's probably going to be the first overall pick, and then we've got the total wild card athlete in Anthony Richardson who I believe is totally going to pan out and be. Uh, a scary player to deal with, but it's probably going to suck in his first year. It's probably going to throw for 55% completion percentage, which you if think anyone he's forgets get to 55, I, I'm seeing 49, I know it's optimistic. I'm seeing 49. <laughs> like, it, it's going to be close, but honestly, like I am not a draft Nick, but I, I, I will throw together a little personal big board. Richardson's my QB one because I've seen, I see now that I've really? seen Josh Allen do it. I'm going to, I'm going to believe that someone can do that with him. Well, and my thing with him with Richardson is that everyone likes to compare Will Levis to Josh Allen. And like, no. I don't see that. He's not as good of an athlete. His he's arm is old. big, but that's it. He's old. He's older. He's much older. But the thing with Anthony Richardson is he's young. He's still mm-hmm. learning the position. And that was kind of the the issue with Josh Allen. I just, I always bring up that everyone, uh, at one point, Josh Allen in his, in his rookie year, a lot of people said he stunk. A lot of people were concerned for his his long-term outlook. And the, the guy rapidly improved. I think the right situation Anthony Richardson is going to be so good, but like, there's just all these question marks. And I think that there, some people are going to get fired for their quarterback decision. And some people are going to get lauded as being a, uh, one of the best GMs and front office members and coaching staffs for making the right decision. So I, I just can't wait for all of this to play out because not only is that going to reshape the future of some of these franchises, but in the top 15 picks, depending on where these guys go is going to create utter chaos for people trading up, moving back, trying to get in a position to draft draft other positions or any of these quarterbacks. I can't, I can't wait to see what turns out. Okay. We got a ton of Packer fans who listen to the show, obviously mm-hmm. uh, prognostications for the Packers draft. What do you think they need to do? Man? I think it's Michael Mayer or bust. You got to get Michael Mayer and, I think as of right now, the climate on him in the media is different than what the NFL perception is on him. I, I think, don't understand Dalton Kincaid TE1. I don't. Yeah. I, and I've said this, and I, I even went on a show yesterday, and I said that my hot take was that I think Dalton Kincaid's not as going to be as good as as everyone's painting. I mean, like, the guy's – he's good space player. Good space player. Is he a 900-yard, 80-catch guy that everyone's making him seem big? I don't think so. I think he's got a lot more to prove. But who has proven themselves is Michael Mayer, who's so consistent. He does everything so well. He's so well-rounded. He's not elite in one category, except maybe his play strength. But I'm going to take a guy like that over the one who's the bigger question mark with the injury history. So that if you got to go with Michael Mayer, man, Jordan Love is going to be, I I don't mean to be negative in his outlook, but he's going to be fighting for his life in this first year. There's going to be so much pressure on him. And the way that you take that pressure off of a young quarterback, getting receivers, which you can get in the second round, and then getting him a security blanket tight end that he can just dump the ball off to when things break down. Good blocker. Man, that offense could be scary early on for Jordan Love if if you do get that guy in Michael Mayer. I love Mayer. His upside is Gronk. It's it's pure and simple for me. His upside is Gronk, and Darnell yeah. Washington's upside is LeBron. So um, <laughs> it's, I, I have no idea love what that. I love this tight end class just for that reason. I love Darnell yeah. Washington. I am hmm, I like Anthony Richardson. Like Darnell Washington, I'm an upside guy. What can I say? I just give me the athletic upside <laughs> and hope that they can figure it out. I'm the same way. So like, and you know, and with that, uh, so the Anthony Richardson, who is your dream scenario? Where do you want him to end up? 
my dream spot for him is the Indianapolis Colts. And the reason yep. why, and I, I know it's a little bit predictive to assume that they're going to run the same exact style of offense. Steichen's going to run the same, same offense that they ran with the Eagles. But if it's a lot of that read option designed quarterback run stuff that we saw with the Eagles that worked so well with Jalen Hurts, who's a big, strong, powerful runner. He's not your typical uh, elusive scrambling quarterback. The guy runs hard and Anthony Richardson can do a lot of that same stuff. And I think there's some people that believe and Michael Lombardi had said on my show that he doesn't want him to touch the field at all in the first year. And I, I kind of push back on that notion that I would want him to go to a spot where teams kind of figuring out what they got going on. You put him out there, you let him run the football a ton as he's kind of figuring out the passing side of the game because he's still so new to it. And then eventually he gets more comfortable. And that's a, a, kind of similar to what happened with Josh Allen, where yeah. took him a little bit of time. You know, they, they had mistakes. Tyrod Taylor to start the year, right? Yeah. And then, you know, he comes in, he gets a chance to fail, falls flat, flat on his face, comes back next year, gets, gets significantly better. They make the playoffs. He sucks in the Houston game. Like he's throwing like fourth and long to fullbacks, right? Like, you know, <laughs> goes back and gets way better the next year. I love Indianapolis. Also, you talk about the run. They, you know, you've got Jonathan Taylor right there. Speaking of the Badgers, yeah. you got to respect that run, right? So that's going to open up even more running lanes because they've still got Quentin Nelson, who even after a down year is still one of the five best guards in the league, right? Absolutely. They, they're going to have, you bring that system from Philadelphia that's been so successful for offensive line. Uh, I, you know, I love that pairing. That's where I would want to see him go too. Um, so yeah, I think it, it's a really exciting draft this year. Uh, it should be exciting for Badger fans. I think all three, three of these guys are going to be drafted day two. Um, yeah, with, absolutely. Uh, Very uh, realistic. I think Benton's going to go first, but you know, if a team fall in love with Tintman, I can totally understand it. So, uh, yeah. Final thoughts. Well, well, just final thoughts. I agree with you that that second round projection, I think for all three of these guys, and if anyone does slide a little bit, it'll probably be her big for the size concerns, but now I, mean, I think that second round, and that's going to be a great year for, for the Badgers who is coming off a year where you're transitioning coaches. It's kind of unheard of to put out that quality of players when you're in a, in a bit of a down year for a program. It's, yeah. it's a true testament to the quality of athletes uh, and the quality of football players that you attract to that, to the, uh, the program that is Wisconsin. It's also a testament to the program that a down year is eight and five. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Can't wait and to see what Luke Fickle does. He's going to turn you guys around quick. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> Joe, thank you so much for joining us today. Where can people find you? Uh, at Joe DeLeon on Twitter. And then at the first team pod on Twitter is the show handle. Uh, and then you can find all of our stuff on YouTube, Believe Network on YouTube, uh, First Team on YouTube. Uh, thanks so much, Zoe, for having me, Matt. I really appreciate it. And it was exciting to to catch up with you and talk about these, these uh, Wisconsin players. Absolutely. And Joe, I want to, this fall, we have to talk FCS because I have a lot of Ivy League thoughts. So oh, I um, can't wait. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay. Thank you so much, Joe, for joining us today on the Believe in Badgers podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network, presented by betonline.ag. And until next time, on Wisconsin. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.